You're listening to a podcast from Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. This is highlights from our weekly service. Hello everyone, welcome everyone to Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. The Metropolitan Community Church is an international Christian denomination that is committed to the basic Christian gospel that the love of God is available to all people through the life and works of Jesus Christ. And we believe that this love is available to you and available to me this very evening, or indeed, whenever you are listening to our service. We've been thinking about Black History Month during October, and over the weeks we've been doing some thinking, soul searching, as well as celebrating those that are too often hidden in history, or indeed hidden in plain sight. We thought about the need to be our whole selves, we've thought about the fact that there are no outsiders in the kingdom of God. And last week we reflected on dying to an old life and rising to a new one. This week we bring much of this together in our hymns, our prayers and our songs. Still struggling, but freedom is coming. Let us start with a reading and a prayer that House Group has been reflecting on over the past month. There are some lines for you to say as well, and I'll guide you through that. Let us pray. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all of my ways. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. And together we pray. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Amen. Still struggling, but freedom is coming. We will now have our readings. Our first is the story of the Tower of Babel from Genesis. Judith will then read a poem by Maya Angelou. In the poem, listen to the difference between the two birds in the piece. We'll then sing The Lord's My Shepherd, the modern version. Remember, we've talked this month about what Jesus would do for that one sheep that was lost. And then we'll hear our gospel reading. A reading from the book of Genesis. Now the whole world had one language and a common speech. As the people moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar and settled there. They said to each other, come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used brick instead of stone and tar for mortar. Then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens 
so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower the people were building. The Lord said, If as one people speaking the same language, they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so that they will not understand each other. So the Lord scattered them from there over all the earth, and they stopped building the city. That is why it is called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of the whole world. From there the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth. The Word of the Lord. The Caged Bird by Maya Angelou A free bird leaps on the back of the wind and floats downstream till the current ends and dips his wing in the orange sun's rays and dares to claim the sky. But a bird that stalks down his narrow cage can seldom see through his bars of rage. His wings are clipped and his feet are tied. So he opens his throat to sing. The caged bird sings with a fearful trill of things unknown but longed for still and his tune is heard on a distant hill for the caged bird sings of freedom. The free bird thinks of another breeze and the trade winds soft through the sighing trees and the fat worms waiting on a dawn-bright lawn, and he names the sky his own. But a caged bird stands on the grave of dreams. His shadow shouts on a nightmare scream. His wings are clipped and his feet are tied. So he opens his throat to sing. The caged bird sings with a fearful trill of things unknown, but longed for still. And his tune is heard on the distant hill, for the caged bird sings of freedom. A reading from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 22, verses 34 to 40. When the Pharisees heard he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together and one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? He said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment and a second is like it. You shall love your neighbour as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. 
there is a sense of already but not yet that runs through scripture like a stick of rock. On the one hand, we have been redeemed and saved. Second Corinthians tells us that therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old has gone. The new is here. That is to say, they are already a new creation. We are already new creations. As we sing in one of our songs at MCC, new life begins on earth. It begins now. Salvation comes. Yet there is already a sense of that already and not yet here. Paul also tells us that we are to run the race marked out for us and that we are to work out our salvation with fear and trembling, as he told the church in Philippi. Already renewed, but not yet finished. Already in some ways, not yet in others. We are already free. Our chains are broken. But for many of us in many ways, we are not yet free. We have liberty and freedom in Christ, but not yet on earth. Already free, but not yet. Already, but not yet. Still struggling, but freedom is coming. The following is from the New York Times. Reverend Vicki Gibbs, activist in a progressive church, dies at 57. Miss Gibbs used her pulpit in Houston to treat broken parishioners in a broken social world. She died of the coronavirus. In the last sermon she preached, the Reverend Vicki Gibbs tied together the deaths of Ahmoud Arbery and George Floyd, the refusal to wear masks, the minimum wage, slavery, the destruction of the Native Americans, immigration policy, excessive executive pay, and the desire for power and money. It was June the 7th, Pentecost Sunday, and the 900-seat Resurrection Metropolitan Community Church in Houston, where Ms. Gibbs was associate pastor, it was empty because of the pandemic. The congregants were in virtual attendance watching a video feed at home. And she told them that as a nation, we have not yet had our Pentecost moment. And her answer to this was, repent, be baptised, seek and give forgiveness, begin to build bridges of reconciliation. Let us listen a little to her opening remarks. America has yet to have its Pentecost moment. We, like Samaria under Philip's care, have been baptized in the name of Jesus. Yet we've not been baptized by the Holy Spirit. I can say without a doubt that we are a nation that believes in God. We cross the bridge from unbelief to belief, but we have yet to be transformed by the receiving of the gift of the Holy Spirit. We've not crossed the bridge from believing in God to being transformed by the Spirit of God and to truly knowing God and God's desire 
for us. We have not had our Pentecost moment. She was one of our tribe, an MCC clergy person, and she is a victim of the pandemic. We will listen to her again a little later as she calls for our world to have that Pentecost moment. We are saved. We have the Holy Spirit already, but in some ways we're yet to have that Pentecost moment already and not yet. You'll know that we've started uh, to have a house group on Tuesday via Zoom, sometimes discussions, sometimes singing. It will continue next month as we consider our care of creation. But there, just last week, we listened to a whole sermon, your full sermon on social media and in the house group tab of our website. We are saved, we have the Holy Spirit already, but in some ways, as she says, we are yet to have that Pentecost moment. And this is a real tension as we think about Black History Month. We seek to celebrate black lives. We seek to refine them in scripture and tradition as they have been whitewashed literally out of history. And we find the struggle remains and clearly we find the pain remains. We haven't had this Pentecost moment. And some of our songs today reflect this already but not yet theme. The number of black gospel tunes that are linked to cries for freedom and linked to early Israel is high to say the least. In our service today we'll sing or hear sung for us, freedom is coming, oh yes I know. Justice is coming, oh yes I know. And at the end of the service, please give me your time and your largesse as I ask you to sing a gospel pop song. Take the shackles off my feet so I can dance. I just want to praise you. I just want to praise you. You broke the chains. So now I can lift my hands and I'm going to praise you. I'm going to praise you. You have already broken the chains on my hands, but my feet are still shackled. We need to help all of our siblings of, cover, of colour. Our movement seeks to help anyone who is shackled. And by the list that Reverend Gibbs gave is, is long. She mentions those in cages at the US border, people, those without medicine, those on the poverty line, those who are intimidated by US law enforcement, those that are physically punished by their, uh, because of their color. God has already broken the chains on their hands, but our people's feet are still shackled. Therefore, God's feet are still shackled. We have a work to do to build bridges, to seek reconciliation, as she says, to work hard and to be exhausted in this struggle. Song after song after song, the desire to knock down the walls of Jericho we listened to after the service before our Zoom, going down to the river in many, many gospel songs, the river, the way to the north, the way to escape, the way to hide, the way to find freedom. Swing low, sweet chariot, for Elijah to come and pick us up, sung by communities of slaves when there was an attempted escape from bondage, for Elijah to give us that extra blessing just as Elisha received. 
For those of you who have been around a while, you may know that I've got this thing for the first 11 chapters of the Bible and for Revelation. They frame the history of salvation. So in Genesis, we hear about God creating the world, creating its plants, its animals and its people. We hear about the rupture between us and God through the fall. We hear about a family feud, Cain and Abel. We hear of an ancient story of people um, being rebellious, going against God and the flood and Noah and his family, where God saves just a few people, but God saves each type of animal and promises never to do such a thing again and gives the whole world a rainbow. And we hear about the Tower of Babel, where humans think themselves so good, they build a tower to prove their gods and God scatters them across the earth and makes them speak different languages. And then comes chapter 12. We zoom into the life of one family and we start seeing the individual characters that make up the story of the Bible and the history of salvation. And then at the end in Revelation, arguably, we zoom back out to troubles and to the new heaven and the new earth. Of course, the story of the Tower of Babel has been long framed as punishment for wanting to reach God, wanting to be like God, wanting power, wanting status. That's one reading. There is another. Peppered through the first 11 chapters of Genesis is God's desire for diversity. In Genesis chapter one, we hear that God created people in their own image. Plural version of God in Hebrew, another story. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth. God saw all that had been made and it was very good. Fill the earth. Forward to chapter 11. Now the whole world still, my word, has one language and one common speech. Come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we can make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. They had been told to go out, to tend for the whole earth and fill the earth. They had not been told to stay here all together, all the same and build a tower. They had not done that which was expected. So God forces diversity upon them and scatters them and scatters their languages. God wants diversity, equality and diversity, and people should respect that diversity. And of course, Jesus reminded us all that we were to love all of this diversity. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbour as yourself. And Jesus, of course, taught us who our neighbour is. Who is my neighbour? And the response was in the story of the Samaritan. The one who was the enemy and the one who brought life. Already and not yet. We have the Holy Spirit, but in some ways our land has not had its Pentecost moment. 
The caged bird sings with a fearful trill of things unknown, but longed for still. And their tune is heard on the distant hill, for the caged bird sings of freedom. Weeks before her death, the late Reverend Vicky Gibbs, one of our people, said, Although we believe in God, we have not yet been transformed by the power of God. Let us, on her behalf, pick up the torch that she left us. You've already broken chains so I can lift my hands. But now the shackles on my feet are left. Let us help take them off for our fellow people. Let us do that exhausting work, bridge building and reconciliation for our neighbours, for the diversity that is part of God's creation and to finish the work of fighting for freedom for all. Let us hear again from Vicky Gibbs. We must be baptised into Christ dying to the God of money and power, and then may we all rise and be about the difficult, soul-rending, exhaustive, transformative, and bridge-building work of reconciliation. May we decide to be ambassadors of Christ. I want our Pentecost moment. And to get it, I know that I cannot be silent. I have to be a bridge over troubled waters. I pray, come, Holy Spirit, come. We have been given a good work to do. May we be faithful to complete it. Amen. Now is the time we set aside to speak directly with God and listen to the one who knows us intimately and loves us in all our imperfections. In keeping with our custom in the Metropolitan Community Church, I light a special candle. As we remember all those who have surrendered themselves to your tender care due to HIV-related illness. So let us pray together for ourselves, for those we know and love, for our communities and for the wider world. Especially in this Black History Month, let us pray for those of us who are black and for our black sisters and brothers, wherever they may be in the world. Loving God, Mother and Father of all creation, we come together from different places and in different ways, knowing that we are all in your presence and in the presence of your Son, Jesus, the Christ, at one in the Holy Spirit. We celebrate and honour the lives and culture of those of us who, and our sisters and brothers who are black. 
we remember the legacy of those who are not only who not only paved the way to freedom from slavery and to justice, independence and equality, but also those who carried the bricks on broken backs and then built that way. We remember not just the black orators and leaders, entrepreneurs and innovators who are known throughout the world, but the lesser known stalwarts of black communities whose own cultural backgrounds, strengths, resilience, and fiery hopes have helped to keep alive the passion for oneness before you, O oh God. We pray for respect for life in all our communities and that our black sisters and brothers, as well as all others, are welcomed as they help to shape family and community life and the lives of nations everywhere. We pray that the rights of all black people and of all people are respected and that all of us, whoever we are, will take the responsibilities of freedom. We pray that black people and indeed all people will speak out for the common good and that they will always be heard. We pray that we shall all see and always respond to racism, sexism, homophobia, genderism and ageism wherever and whenever it may occur, especially today in our communities. We pray that we will stand with civility, understanding and fairness in solidarity with peoples everywhere, including our black sisters and brothers. We pray that all members of your diverse communities will respect your creation. May we remember, Lord, that whenever living gets too hard, you are the great I am. You are the source of strength and purpose for each new day. Help us to honour you by working for equality, justice, healing and peace among all peoples in our time on this earth. Help us to value diversity beyond variety with a vision for a progressive future that acknowledges our strengths together as well as the power, creativity, ideas and contributions that we all bring when we are all welcome to come to the table and to taste and see that the Lord is good. We bring to you now all the diverse communities in the worldwide church, in the universal fellowship of MCCs, and in Northern Lights MCC. We bring to you church leaders everywhere and all who are faithful, that in setting our hearts steadfastly on the eternal truth of your love, we may be nourished and healed, that we may yield good fruit and that we may be at one in the center of a human community. 
we bring to you our concern for all who currently feel oppressed, abused, powerless and exploited. We pray for peaceful resolution of current events around the world. We offer you our voices and our votes, our pens and our power, our hearts and our hopes, that your love will prevail in this, our imperfect world. We bring to you our concern for the needy, the hungry and the homeless, our concerns about disease and poverty, our concerns about the effects of changing climate and natural disasters on our planet itself. We gladly offer up to you our resources of money, time, skills and knowledge. And we pray for speedy resolution of the enormous social, economic and environmental challenges of our 21st century being experienced by people across the world today. We bring to you our concern for all those experiencing isolation, anxiety, frustration, discomfort or pain. And for those who are afraid because they are ill or have been injured. We pray for those who are nearing the end of their journey on earth, that they may know your comfort and peace. And we pray for all those, including our black sisters and brothers, who work for the coming of God's commonwealth of life, love and joy, whose caring and faithful lives in past times and today are witness to Christ's triumph and especially now all those who are working in health and care environments through whose compassion, skills, dedication to insights many will be restored to health. We bring to you now, O Lord, all for whom requests for prayer have been placed in our special book of intentions. Help them all to come to terms with their pain and difficulties and help them to look forward to the future, whatever and wherever that may be. We place them in your healing presence, O Lord, and ask that you enfold every single person who needs to feel your warmth and your tenderness. So now, let us pray for the needs of people known to us personally. Be with us all, Lord, in our daily struggles to faithfully follow you, in our periods of doubt and despair, in times of happiness, health and loving. Be with us all until the time when in the heavenly realm of your love 
our joy will know no end. We make our prayers in faith and love for you. We now commend ourselves and all for whom we pray to your mercy and protection, Lord, and to the healing love of your Son, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray, as we say together the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. And so we say together, May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. Go in the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about what we do, you can find us on social media or visit our website, northernlightsmcc.org.uk.